Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Are you three all going? Is who? Are you three all going? Rusty five, Raymond Bradley six, Matt Hope seven, Roger Watson eight, Nigel Brown nine, Ben Heap ten, Paddy Martin eleven, Graham Martin of course, yeah, Papa Martin. Raucous night, room four, Joe. Oh, well, can you imagine the bar staff? When they see you walk through the door, they'll poop themselves. <laughs> poop themselves, did you just say? <laughs> they'll poop themselves. <laughs> through the summer when I've been down there and watching you and Rusty go for all them, you know, all to, to book us for all the spirits and crisps and nuts, it, it's comedy gold. Joe, Joe, come and help us. We can't fit it all in. I think I said in the group chat, Jez, but it is my favourite story of when Mark Porter played his card too early. So Stan said, you'd be shot in your cake around for that. And then he did it again. <laughs> the next round, so Stan turned and shot him. Stood up, stood up. I remember Paul Stansfield taking us all to the cleaners at Newmont, yeah. and he hadn't a clue what he was doing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He hadn't a clue what he was doing and, and yeah. just took all the money. Yeah. Never been back since. No, and it was quite a lot, if you remember, Stan. And he just kept like having this daft smile on his face. And we were going to going to Telebank or in Rose Grove to get some more out. Is that a safe in the back? In the background? Say again. What's on your wall? Where? To your left. The mirror. What? I think it was just... Uh, it looked like a safe. <laughs> now, what would I... What would I... Penniless pensioner on four pound an hour at War Ace Cricket Club. <laughs> Need a safe for the Worsley Cup, maybe. Yeah, that's on my window. That? That's the on book. my window sill, but it is triple the list. The books, um, the books, the score books. Yeah, you need them in a safe because they keep going missing, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the diaries. <laughs> Uh, uh, they're not too far away from actually. I found it all the other day when I was having a tiny out. It's, it's, it's always difficult, isn't it, when the season ends? Uh, I, I'm, I'm still physically fit, but I'm mentally exhausted, but I don't want it to end. And when it ends, it's a bit of a relief, but tinged with sadness. I don't know how others feel about it. Hold it!
impression we were going and we'll just edit we'll edit the start in later because we've got we've already talked about stuff that what we want leaving in here haven't we yeah okay i thought we were recording yeah we are recording um but we, we haven't done any introduction have we so we're going to start off with joe martin's um hello everybody sorry i'm late which is <laughs> that bad is it hello everybody sorry i'm late joe martin here from disneyland <laughs> Just with my cousin Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> you know, before when 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 I was playing and then football season had come along, it was never just the same. I was really looking forward to getting rid of cricket season and then starting football. And after the first two games of football, just thinking, wish cricket were back. I wish it was summer. <laughs> but that's maybe because we're old stand. These two young spunkers probably just toss it off and think, oh, well, we can go back to our gaming machines or. Uh, whatever else they do in their bedrooms on their own. Well, of course, Joe's cock a hoop because we're not in the Lancashire Cup uh, this, this uh, in 2022. So Joe's cock a hoop, Joe Martin. Cock a hoop. He's he's never seen his cock so hooped. <laughs> <laughs> whereas that, whereas oh. you know, I'm pretty miserable because we won't have the opportunity to take a thousand spectators to Old Trafford again, but. Um, we can still make them, we just won't be playing. So be it, so be it. That's assuming it is at Old Trafford. Um, I think that's the pinnacle, isn't it, when it's there. Uh, and, and even though it was rained off, that was, a, that was a good day. Although I do remember, <laughs> I do remember complaining that the free bar had shut and we had to go home uh, and insisting that the LCB reopen the bar, uh, but it wasn't to me. Uh, fortunately, the club bar was open when we got back. So, and, and that was another one as well. Walking in there, the place was absolutely jammed. Couldn't believe yeah. it. We've got some great, fabulous supporters. It makes it so much worthwhile, doesn't it? Just when when these clubs where two men and a dog watch, I, I don't know how, uh, how they drum up enthusiasm to play. When the Lancashire League final was uh, Zoom, uh, sorry, uh, YouTubed, uh, I'm on a groundsman's association where Facebook and there were people there saying, say, wow, what a crowd. Two men and a dog had watched a cup final down here. And, and you've, we've got to be grateful for that. We've got to treasure it and, and cherish it, and make sure we don't do anything to, to risk losing it. Good point. That's a good point. And... Uh... I think the, the league exec are, you know, recognising things like that around players' transfers and things like that and trying to get things a little bit more in order, mm. from what I can gather. Yeah, it's a changing um, landscape, really, is the Lancashire League. Uh, it's changed a lot, obviously, with a small uh, expansion and then a major expansion. And, and th- the old rules are being looked at um, quite seriously uh, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bath water and, and become an open league but some of the rules that were brought in for the very very good reasons aren't really 2021 and onwards uh, com- compliant uh, a real change, real change that's gone in any one of us could have proposed it but it has actually finished up with me writing it 
because we were all in agreement at the rules meeting. The, the rules meeting is a gathering of two or three from every club so that we can get some consensus so that we're not getting rules, um, not accept, rule changes not accepted because opinions are split. We try and come up with a rule that every, the majority are happy with. And everybody seems to think that three years is too long to stop somebody signing for another club. So the, the proposal's gone in that it's too... If you're going back to your own club, it's instant. Uh, yeah. it, but if you're changing from uh, a Lancashire League club to another, instead of having to wait three years, you can now, if this gets passed, it'll be two years. So I think that's a positive thing. Um, what do you think about that, Jez, given your uh, thoughts on players moving clubs? What, what, that um, rule that makes it slightly easier to move clubs, what, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, if people want to do it and clubs want to accept them, then yeah, it does go against the grain for me. You know, from I've always been, you play for a club, you stop with a club, but times have changed, Joe. Maybe, you know, I should change with them. Um, my, my, it has, and again, Stan, I am aware of that um, transfers working group that's in place. You know, someone who's swapping clubs, you know, say in 10 years they've had five clubs and they're a good player. They're not. They're not moving because they serve better, bitter other. No, and hopefully this uh, this new panel will spot stuff like that. Um, it's like if you say, for argument's sake, you have a fifteen career, you can currently move move five times in your career. Moving it to two years, you could move seven, or argue, arguably eight. Now nobody, mm. nobody is that's nobody is going to do that. But I think the way they're looking at it, and and. and I'm the same as yourself, Jez, loyalty, 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 but it is not. It's no longer a sport or a, or a, a league situation whereby loyalty is as guaranteed because we're not one of 14 anymore. Mm. We're, we're one of 24 and, and there are two divisions. And mm. if you make a mistake, you've got to leave the league in order to come back to try or wait three years mm. before you can move. So having made a having made a career mistake, which anybody will be capable of, having mm. made a career mistake to wait three years before you can move again, it, we, we feel it is too long. Uh, now, if, for instance, you live in Blackburn, you play for East Lanks, and you want to sign for some club in the extreme east. I don't mean mm. Vladivostok, but you know what I mean. Uh, questions will be asked. Questions mm. will be asked. If you're, uh, if you're a, a regular in a League One side and want to move to a League Two side, questions will be asked. And it's quite clear from recent history that it's very, very unlikely, if not impossible, that we can prove payment of players. But there's nothing to stop the panel recommending to the to the league committee, which is everybody from the clubs, that every, that this this potential transfer stinks for the following reason: he doesn't live near the club, he doesn't know anybody at the club, he's no link with the club, he's dropping down a division or moving 40 miles to play, um, mm. I suspect that the vast majority of the reps will turn around and say, 
that transfer is not going to get approved. Talk us through the, the process then of a, of a player moving clubs. You mentioned the panel there and, and the reps having a say. How, how does it actually work then if a player, if a club propose the signature of a player, how does it work? So for argument's sake, um, Club A submits a, either a registration form or a transfer form. It comes into um, the secretary or the registration secretary it's copied into John Swanee, who is the uh, relevant member of the executive. He forwards it to the panel and we either say accepted or we ask questions. Um, and the questions, the obvious one is, why this club? No clear link to this club, why? Um, or, or last year, uh, you played in an open league, you now move into a club to which you have no link. Why? And uh, either this will be done remotely or people will be brought in to be interviewed. Obviously, if a member of the panel has a vested interest, they won't sit on it. Uh, the league, uh, the league legal rep is, um, is also on the panel. Um, and... If we have suspicions, the transfer or registration will be refused and it will be put before the committee uh, with the recommendations of the panel and the committee, which is all the reps, will then either say yay or nay. Um, it's, there, there are potential dangers with it, but at the end of the day, 24 or 23 or 22, depending who has to sit out, 23 clubs will vote on it. And on the plus side, um, we preserve the sanctity of the competition and make it more difficult for paid players to come into the league or for clubs to pay players. Uh, on the negative side, we may lose a good player to another league but I think the former is more important. And I think all the reps think this, with one or two exceptions. Um, the former is more important than the latter. We'd rather lose a good player to another league than see somebody coming in paid. Because if we allow paid players, the wealthiest clubs will, will dominate the league. You may as well forget your junior section because you will either bring players through and have to pay them or bring players through and lose them. Uh, and those clubs with little income, and there, and there are a few, quite a few, uh, and we're not, we're by no, Loris Critical by no means amongst the uh, upper echelon of, uh, of financially well-off clubs. We're probably about halfway. Some clubs have £350,000 bar turnovers. A lot are in the 175s. Um, those those clubs may well be sorely tempted to, uh, to pay players in order to compete because they know others are doing it. And before you know it, we're, in, we're an open league. Um, the wealthy, the wealthy uh, prosper. The less wealthy are forever uh, marooned in Division 2 unless they get a sugar daddy. He puts his hand in his pocket. And the danger then is you become like 
the smaller football, semi-professional football leagues where the manager leaves and seven players leave or the captain leaves and takes five mates. So therefore, your spectator, uh, and we'll personalise this, your law house spectator is watching his next door neighbour, the guy that he grew up with, the bloke he works with at the factory or the office, his nephew, they're not watching them anymore. They're watching six pot hunters. And we are one of the very few leagues that have spectators, some more than others. Um, but we are still a spectator-based league. And I don't think we, if we do anything to jeopardise that, then we are foolish. You're right, Stan, what you said at the outset. You know, there are, it's a massive move by the league. I think it should be applauded. Um, I'm sure there will be some issues and problems, and it can be, you know, you can be re-looked at every 12 months, I guess, of how it's going to manage it. I just, Absolutely. Yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting in getting the um, the feelings of the other clubs. You know, people need to stand up and be involved and and give the, you know, the reasons for or reasons against. It, it can't be a bad thing at all. It cannot be a bad thing. Um, you know, so, so let's see. Is there, Stan, is there anything else in the league, the league exec? Or I know you went to the meeting the other night. Is there anything else that you could share with the listeners of the podcast as far as uh, changes or different, uh, any messages? Well, we will become a Premier League. Um, we will get Premier League status. Um, that's When is that likely, Stan? That's guaranteed. I think that's probably likely for the start of next season. JW, right. want to continue sponsoring us. Brilliant. Great. We've got to pay heed to the fact that brewers have had a miserable, miserable 18 months. So yeah. the money won't be the same. Uh, but they've been very, very good for yeah. the League of JW at least. I yeah. sold at Warhouse Cricket Club, of course. Um, yeah. Very good for the league. Yeah, and I must say it's a very nice pint of Manchester Pale Ale that they serve at the Royal Laura's Cricket Club. Um, yeah. And now it should be three p a pint off, I think, from what the budget said. But uh, I haven't seen the budget. Yes, that's interesting. Does that mean yeah, we three... drink, drink more cheaper? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, saving up for a trouble dryer next week, next year. Well, we'll give it our best shot. Yeah, yeah. Just that... Joe Martin, of course, who who, who doesn't drink. Other than lemonade or, or rabina, I don't think he drinks that. No, um, Stan, thanks very much for that update around the Lancashire League. And again, the Premier League. I don't know what you think, Joe Martin, of being the the younger statesman here. Um, it shouldn't affect or influence or change a great deal with feeding into you know county cricket for for junior players. Um, it you know that seems to be a bit of a bizarre situation how that works. Uh, but I don't think whether we're a Premier League or we're not, that would change anything. When we get the lads of 12, 13-year-olds who, who are going towards county, it shouldn't affect anything at all, do you think, Joe? I don't think so. It, it no. seems, I mean, I might be being a bit cynical, I guess. But it just seems like it's Premier League in name. We're already a Premier League, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that, Joe. We're already, we're already one of the best leagues. Yeah. No, so, it's just getting better, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, I don't like the idea of having like pyramids and stuff like that. No. Go to Egypt if I wanted that. You don't like change, do you? Well, that, that brings but us I, did, I think it's you. about heritage, Jez. Yeah. I don't want to lose the heritage of the league. The fact that it's got such a good history is yeah. 
one of the selling points, I think. Yeah. And if you move away from that, whilst it's still in the history books, I think the lineage isn't quite the same. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, but I just you can't get away from the fact that the the addition of these other clubs that have come in has just been everything. It is positive all the way through. I don't think that's changed a great deal. Certainly. Um, but I think the kind of, you know, how local the teams yeah. are. You know, Crompton's yeah. probably the furthest away from us anyway, at about 40 yeah. minutes, I guess. So therefore, I think that it's, I, I think it's been good. I think it's been good yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but don't push it. We don't need to push it any further. And, and Stan's right, you know, team, you know, amateurs who are working can't be travelling to Carnforth and beyond or, or real to South Manchester when it's classed as, you know, as Lancashire. So, no, I think that's great, Stan. Thanks very much for that update. As far as the, um, we can speak to Joe about this, the Lancashire Cup, Lorace are not in it next year, is that right? Yeah, thank God. Yeah, fantastic. Absolute sham of a competition. I think that's Disgraceful a bit hard, attitude. Joe. Disgraceful yeah. attitude. Can't help it. It's well, no interest. Joe Martin's views are uh, not necessarily those of the uh, rest of the club, apart from his brother um, and, and the players. Just for the record, I, I don't think you can describe uh, the competition in in those terms, Joe. I, I appreciate that it's not been perfect, but the day out it provides, and the fact that if the fact that the Lancashire League clubs can point to the successes that they've had, uh, thus demonstrating that they are a Premier League, uh, albeit not in name yet. Uh, there are a lot of positives to it, Joe. Um, I accept that there's more cricket, perhaps, than people really want, but that's the, that's the price of success, Joe. Well, not necessarily, because in, your, in the leagues that we have, you... Uh, I put a greater onus on winning the league or a or a worse the cup. But I, I do agree with I still Stan play. Sometimes. I don't miss any Yeah, games. no, you do. You know, no, I no, you don't. Best, although it might not see me. <laughs> but but then you know, I cast my mind back when we used to play in that intertoto. Exactly. You know, on some weekends we were playing when the twenty twenty kicked off, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and it is it is a toil, but Anyway, that's that's between you know the, the players who are amateurs who would struggle with that. We have to big enough squads to play two sides, but the spectators do love it. So let's see uh, how we go from there. Stan, do we have the our league for our twenty twenty? Who's in our group this year? Yes, we do, Jez. Uh, just bear with me. I'm just trying to uh, revitalise my spirits after uh, <laughs> after Joel's. Uh, Doom and gloom. The, the only thing I can say, negativity, cynicism, the only thing I can say, Joe, is that we are satisfied that you do try your best in these competitions that you detest. Otherwise, of course, you wouldn't be picked. Um, <laughs> the, so, who's in our group? Well, <clears throat> now then, Jess, that's a good one, that. Um, Clitheroe, us, I think, Enfield, Great Harwood. Church. Church. And East Lanks. And East Lanks. Yeah, so it's slightly more, slight changes from last year. Yeah. Um, 
it's a tough, it's a tough league. It's a tough group. It's a tougher group than the other group. I would, I would, I would grant you that. Um, but it's all drawn out in a fair fashion. Yeah. And uh, and it's a it's a system that we all that we all agree to. Uh, just in terms of of, of the T Twenty, I, I must admit I I'm not a great fan of international or county T Twenty, but I absolutely love League T Twenty. Uh, and to see on a lovely night, eight hundred to a thousand people on the cricket club is just fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah. I agree. Well. Well, I, I, I tend to look at the smiling faces of the spectators and Keith as he's counting the money. You're he's smiling. Then you're miserable physic. So, as far as the Worsley Cup this year, am I right in thinking Rotten Stall at home? Rotten Stall at home. And now, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school, but there was a quirk of the, of, of the alphabet. In, right. in the draw, because as they were taking the bag of balls around, incidentally, Tony Woodworth dropped one on the floor. It shot under everybody's chairs. We all had to get up, making sure we didn't stand on it. Hang on, uh, so sorry, Tony dropped a ball. Tony, yeah, not the first one he's dropped either. Well, you? I was just thinking that, Hereford, <laughs> 1980. If you remember the Hereford game, uh, some, yeah. some cruel wag did point that out uh, uh, in the meeting. It wasn't me. Yeah. No. Alan, Alan Wilkinson from Enfield, who's a big Burnley fan. So the ball, the, te- the table tennis ball shoots under the chairs. We all have to stand up as though a mouse had run amok. Uh, and uh, be careful that we didn't stand and squash the ball. So out comes Littleborough. The, the, the first round are buys. Sorry, the first eight balls are buys. Yeah. 15, Littleborough. So I think, right. We're alphabetically after the Littleborough. So I'm shouting, 16, Tony, 16, let's have a bye. So I think it was uh, Alan Wilkinson again who pulls out the ball. Tony says, 16. Duncan announces, Middleton. (laughs) (laughs) Said, you what? Middleton. I can only read it as it's written in front of me. I thought, bloody, they'll do anything, anything to deprive Lawrence of a bye, but even by rearranging... The alphabet. Uh, exec, I'm only kidding, you know that. We're all, we're, we're had a, a good laugh about it. But yeah. I thought, you can't make this up. Yeah, we were probably 15 there. So we've got Rottenstall at home, which you've yeah. we've not played against Rottenstall for a couple of years. That'd be good to see. You know, it's just one thing we... It'll be great to, to re-engage yeah. with the likes of Kez. And yeah. I see Vinny at league meetings. What a character he is. Fabulous chap, done a great job at Rottenstall, and it'll be, it'll be great to see him at, at the house. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I do remember uh, a Bay Cup supporter telling me that he was gutted when uh, they went to two divisions because he liked playing against Lawrence. And he yeah, said, I know. He said for you know for a few years we may well never meet except in the cup. So it's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It is. It is a small price to pay, but for us retired. Players, I do think you know you do miss those old grounds that you used to go to a little bit. But uh, so anyway, Stan. So we've moved on from from what's happening with the news for next year, from the league uh, meetings, etc. We were just chatting earlier. I think it's worth a, a little discussion now about our feelings as you know a, a current player, a player that's retired quite recently. Then me and you about how you're coping with the season finish. The way you know the, the season's finished, the work you did on the ground, 
how committed you were, how busy you were, how how you managing when it gets to September and then the end of September and into October. Well, one of the troubles is, um, I mean, the square goes to bed. Great help from people, especially Dave Warrington, um, and of course others. Uh, the square gets put to bed, and then ideally, I'd like to tackle the outfield in a, a similar but perhaps less intensive fashion. And unfortunately, the bad weather comes, yeah. so you can't. So you can't get on the outfield. You might. I've managed to cut the square once right. um, since it was uh, it was uh, renovated. I've cut the outfield twice since the season finished. Uh, I'd hopefully like to get another cut in before December, um, but we'll just have to see. Um, there's there's plenty of work to be done after you've, of course got, it is. after you've got the square to bed. Then you're not far off the bonfire will come in. Yeah, exactly. But how does it? How do you? You know, you've every Saturday, Sunday, and probably most evenings with the junior cricket. You're down there early. Does it affect you at all? All of a sudden, it all changed, and you're not tied down to those times mentally or it does, physically. It does, and as I say, mentally, it's a big, uh, it's a big sort of uh, relief. But towards the end, probably from August onwards, I find myself making making mistakes. Normally, manage to rectify them before they become a catastrophe. Uh, and Joel Benedicci's witnessed one or two mistakes with with putting teams in the press. Uh, and you find yourself, you're so mentally, your head's so full that you're reading stuff and it's simply not sinking in. Or you, yeah. you're not even seeing it. So I am grateful for an end of season. I love my football. Uh, yeah. On the turf, I'm watching Jeff Stelling with all the goals going in. Seeing, yeah. seeing how my investments at William Hill are doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love all of that. Uh, and we are already coaching uh, the JPP players on Mondays. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> less busy, but glad of it. Yeah, but glad of it. It's just a few honest. weeks. A lot, of admin, a lot of admin to do as well, Jess. I save loads of things till the end of the season or a rainy day and spend yeah. hours at the computer rectifying stuff, you know, admin, updating stuff, etc. Yeah, yeah. It does, uh, it's funny you should say that. Your name was brought up this week, Stan. Um, Matt Stanley's over in Spain. And he, was, he sent us, me and Nicky some messages about it's raining very heavily. If you know around the green Chile, where that big open area is at the top of the strip. Can you picture I, it, Sam? I missed the first bit, the green Chile. Yeah, uh, Matt Stan is in Spain. Yeah. At, 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 over at Mill Palmeiras. And he was in the green Chile and he was absolutely tipping it down. And the, <laughs> that square at the front were getting flooded. Yeah. And he sent us a message saying, crack, it's proper raining here. And, and Nicky commented, he said, that is that is so funny. The, that is the, the same exact same location where Stan tripped up after he'd been on the beach all day in his trunks, sorting out the averages for the under-13s, the under-15s, the under-17s. So Nicky was saying you'd take the averages in your little books onto the beach in Spain to get them all clear and sorted. I is did. that true? It, it, it is true, and uh, and I remember falling with the rucksack with all this stuff in on my back. I remember yeah. tripping up, uh, and uh, initially a bit turtle-like, I couldn't get up. Uh, <laughs> just going, just going out to that that square. Imagine going to Mill Park, <laughs> and it absolutely hammers it down. Poor old, oh. poor old Stanley. And it, I, I think, think it was only for an evening. 
I think he's all right now. He won't find a rain out to fit that bonds, will he? <laughs> no, he won't, no. Definitely not. But anyway, Gooch, what how do you feel where you know the end of the season now you haven't played for I know you you're still doing a little bit with the seconds and you're helping out, you're always down with the first team and in helping out with Ben and things. How do you feel when it gets to the end of September? Quite relieved now, Jess, I have to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's old, not the playing. It's not the playing. It's selection stuff, and yeah. you know the people think, oh, well, you know, there's not much to it, but it, it, it does add up. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, God, I only do two teams. God, God help Stan, who's got to do however yeah. many. Um, yeah. But it, it is a pretty, you know, all week of a job sometimes yeah. when you've when you've yeah. got decisions to make, and it. Some are more stressful yeah. than others. So when it yeah. gets to the end of the season now, I actually do uh, yeah. Yeah. take a deep breath and uh, it is relief. Yeah. Have a nice relax. Joe Martin, what about you? Now you're playing, you probably don't give a stuff because you don't want to play. I know, I love playing. I love playing, Jez. Um, uh, I think it's reasonably well documented. I've, I've played a lot of games in the past 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. Uh, it is a relief. We play a lot of, we play a lot of cricket. Uh, and it's really tough cricket these past yeah. few years, um, yeah. but you also. But I, I, I love playing, so I do miss yeah. it. And everything's yeah. no, I, I appreciate towards. that. Joy, is there any truth in the rumor that uh, at the end of the season, when when you can't play real cricket, you recreate the LCF competition with your Sabuto cricket? <laughs> is, is there any truth in that? <laughs> Can I just mention as well, uh, Jez, that that oh, Joe's. Joe's help, um, in fact, coup, um, as, uh, as, uh, as chairman of selectors, uh, has been a massive, massive help from, from me. Yeah. And the beauty, yeah, yeah. Of our, the beauty of our club, others will be vomiting now, but the beauty of our club is that uh, more and more people are wanting to get involved. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel as chairman I ought to have an overview, but Joe doing what he does... Other people doing stuff, and you can rely on them. It's a marvelous, marvelous help. Uh, and yeah. I'll say this to any any lower house player or parent or junior listening to this podcast: the amount of thought, hours, discussion, contemplation, soul searching, heart searching that goes in to the selection of each and every team, you will be astonished. You will be absolutely astonished. Um, and I'd like to think that we get it right most of the time. Brilliant. I really, I really appreciate you saying that, Stan, because it, we've had a few of these podcasts and people have come on and, you know, there's some, not very much negativity, but it, it is frustrating at times. And and Joe Ducci's on most podcasts and just gets on with his work. But, I, you know, I really appreciate that. And and the captains, the, the way, the, you know, certainly senior captains, what they do, the way the third and the fourth, you know, we, we do appear to be in a very, very healthy situation. Um, I mean, that's probably a good time, Stan, to bring in. Um, we've talked quite a lot about the end of the season. We had fortnightly podcasts on the build-up to the uh, Worsley Cup final and then towards the end of the season, which went down really well. The, 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 the listening figures were sky high. So thanks, everyone, for listening to, to those podcasts. We've got Stan on here. Um, primarily to just to talk through the junior sections and then the build-up to the these juniors coming into the fourths and the thirds. Um, 
I know we give you a little bit of notice, Stan, and you could talk forever about it. You're that passionate. Can you give us a, a resume of, of how you feel the season's gone from the really young ones right up to the players who are getting into the fourth and thirds and pushing the, the, the you know the real senior cricket, please? Yeah, I'm happy to, Jez. Um, we're 12 uh, junior sides this year. Sometimes it's been 14. Um, but we've had 12 to 14 for some for some years now. And I just had a look back at, uh, at, at the, uh, the last 20 years, which is when I started to run the juniors. Um, in 2001, we had three teams. Uh, okay. In 2006, we went up to six teams. In 2008, we went up to the 10, 12, 14 14 region the, the most we don't measure success uh, in, in trophies with the juniors but let's make no mistake about this we don't play to lose we, yeah. we play to develop we're in a fortunate situation where more or less whatever side we turn out can compete um, and as I say we do play we do play to win but we play to develop. And the, the highest form of development, of course, is your first 11. Now, this season, Tommy Oak Robinson, Henry Cotton, Joel Sharp, uh, the latter two are under 16, Tommy Oak Robinson was an under 15, have played first 11 cricket. Yeah. So that's a massive plus because they haven't played first 11 cricket uh, on a hunch. They've played first 11 cricket on, on merit. Yeah. In other words, they're the next cab off the rank. Um, yeah. If there's a 25-year-old in the second 11 doing better than they are, uh, then that 25-year-old will play or 35-year-old mm. will play. So they're in on merit. Mm. High hopes for those three. Yeah. Behind, the, behind those three, there are obviously lads in the second 11 uh, who are progressing. You've obviously got your second 11 regulars. You've got your old stages as well, if Joe Benedict doesn't mind me referring to him as that. Uh, and the second 11 uh, have been a, a massive success this season. COVID last year bought us a little bit of time, I think, but we were promoted in 2020. Uh, sorry, 2019. 2020, uh, we play a season of sorts. Uh, and this season, I'll be perfectly honest, it, it was more than a fleeting thought that we may struggle to stay up because the, the level of competition now uh, with two divisions is mm. sky high. Sky yeah. high. As exemplified perhaps by the first 11, whereby two of the three that came up, sorry, two the two that came up um, in 2019, one's gone straight back down and one's escaped by the skin of the teeth. It yeah. is, and it's similar in the second 11. So yeah. to finish fifth was absolutely outstanding. And all credit yeah. to Matt Hope, who, who runs a tight ship. The stuff that the kids are learning off Matt on the field is, is worth its weight in, in gold. Um, they're getting experience. They're getting know-how. They're getting how to bowl. They're getting how to, how to bat. It, they're getting everything, and it's fabulous. Yeah. So yeah. we're very, very pleased with that. Moving down to the thirds, this last year, um, the third 11 was um, a sort of a, 
three divisions, but geographically selected. So you had three pots, east, west, central, and teams were drawn out of each pot. So if you were in the east, you didn't go to the west more than twice and vice versa. Right. Next year, it's a meritocracy. So divisions one, division one of the third 11 will have the best teams. Division two will have the next best teams and division three will obviously have what's left. Right, okay. Our third 11 will be in division two. Yeah. Our fourth 11 will be in division three. Now that suits us fine. Uh, our third 11 is, is made up of the players, or last year was made up of the players that can't get in the seconds. Yeah. Because the fourth was entirely developmental. Yeah. Mostly under 16s, 15s, 14s, 13s. Entirely developmental under under Phil Metcalf, who uh, did a fabulous job again, uh, was able to play as the season wore on, having got over injury, and that made a massive difference. In terms of the rest of the juniors, all our A teams are in Division 1. The B right. team are in Division 2, the C teams are in Division 3, by and large. And there's an under-13s full. The under-9s will always although they did get to the cup final and played magnificently, but we wear pants, gloves and helmets. A lot of the other clubs don't. It's their choice, but that allows them to run quick singles for fun. And I think it makes hitting easier when you're not burdened by pads. But we, we believe it's successful in the hour under 11s. This year, perhaps an exception, but our under 11s by and large are always in the top two. And as you yeah. go higher, higher up in the age groups, like the under-13s this year, um, uh, the under-13s full were third. The, the, the pairs were, were, were champions. Pairs two were champions. Uh, the real stars, though, of the of the show, with nobody below fifth, actually. Most, most were third. The real yeah. stars were the under-15s, who not only won the Lancashire League, the Lancashire League Cup. Yeah. So they also became uh, the old Lancashire champions and, yeah. and would have got to the normal Northern uh, finals, but for uh, a disappointing performance against Yorkshire in, in, uh, in the sort of playoff. So the under 15s, so the 13s, are third 11 aside champs at the other two, the 15s are champs. So they're the next fourth 11 cricketers, or they're yeah. already in the fourth. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and some are in the second. So the fact that they're doing so well and getting into thirds and fourths makes me very happy. Yeah. Now, oh, obviously, obviously, a long way to go. You can be an outstanding under 15 and never get beyond the third 11. Uh, that largely depends on the individual in terms of their desire to learn, the way they quickly pick up experience. Some, yeah. some don't, some don't learn, some don't learn from experience. So there's no guarantees. But with some exciting players, but when the under nines got to the cup final, they'd scores, as you know, they get 200 styled. They'd scores of 267 for none, for example. I mean, not to lose a wicket at under nines is so yes. We're not on our own, Jez. Uh, Clitheroe are a superb, superb junior setup, um, and Great Harwood have joined. I would say the upper echelons, if I dare put us in that, the upper echelons of junior cricket. They've had a wonderful season, got some yeah. great players. 
there's a lot of good work going on in the Junior League. Obviously, as chairman, I do see a lot of it uh, as chairman of the Junior League. And there are some managers, coaches, clubs doing wonderful, wonderful things. There's always a struggling team at a club. There's always a, a club that's struggling for a year or two. Um, but everybody is is in it for the right for the right reasons. And there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of room for optimism both at Warhouse and indeed, indeed throughout the league. That is fantastic, Stan, around the, the other clubs as well. I know all we're interested in is Lower Ice doing well and getting our juniors through, but it's so good to hear because I think it's fair to say in your tenure you've seen some, you know, quite quite, you know, shocking scenes and tales from clubs that have really had no junior section whatsoever. Have we gone completely away from that? Or there are, are there still some clubs that really don't have a, a junior section of any note without uh, naming names? No, there's nobody There's nobody in such a parlous position that they've got any ju- juniors. There are Good. some There are some who are really, really struggling. Yeah. But I know that they have people in place at the club who are determined to turn that round. Yeah, good. Um, the biggest difficulty, I think, for any club is continuity. Yeah. continuity. yeah. It's all very well having a parent run a team until the kid gets too old and then the parent drops off. Uh, yeah. You, you, need, you need more continuity than that. You need more people buying, in, buying into it. Brilliant, brilliant. Can you you touch on the girls' cricket? How that's going? Libby's obviously doing fantastically well in the Lancashire setup, playing in our seconds and our thirds. You know, at a, at a young age, and seems to be well recognised at senior cricket at Lancs. How is the girls' cricket looking at the club and some some of the the young lasses coming through? Girls, uh, girls' cricket is very strong and it's getting stronger. Uh, and yeah. the, the England team with the likes of Alex Hartley and. Kate Cross and the Lancashire team, uh, those are two we particularly know. They are fabulous role models. Uh, You've mentioned Libby with Eliza Cotton. uh, Yeah, yeah. In an age group or three below below Libby uh, and with plenty of others. I won't name name all of them. But we we do have a good record at the club of producing uh, chem chem teams. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... The girls, the girls have a massive opportunity to follow in the footsteps. Good. We mentioned Kate and Alex. A massive opportunity to follow in their footsteps. Brilliant. Provide it, provide it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stan, I really appreciate that. It's uh, it's a good overview. And a lot of you know, a lot of the spectators and the fans who watch senior cricket will be, I'm sure, you know, listening with interest at how that goes and looking towards next year of, you know, maybe looking and supporting. There's always games on down at the club if people want to come come down and watch midweek, etc. So uh, we'll keep that going. That's brilliant. Thanks, Stan. Joe Martin, you have been involved quite heavily in the, the juniors and the all-stars and everything else. Is there anything you want to add um, to what Stan's mentioned? Uh, yeah, so I think that the other programme that we should mention at the club is the APP. Uh, which is the Advanced Performance Programme, which is what we see as the best young cricketers at the club, uh, given a yeah. chance to have elite coaching. Um, so the, and, and they get that from lots of different people, uh, specialists yeah. from all over the country, uh, not just from the county. 
And some of those players I have really high hopes for uh, next year on their displays this year. So the likes of Henry Cotter, who did fantastically well in the T20. Um, and I'm sure will play uh, a really important part in the first team next year, I would say. Uh, the same for Tommy Robinson, who opened the bowling uh, in the first team last yeah. year. And Joel Sharp, who played uh, the last couple of games as well. Yeah. So yeah. I think if we can, if we can find the opportunity for them to play and give them an opportunity and actually give them something to do. I think yeah. that is the, uh, that's the next step. And yeah. those three players I've picked out because they played first team last year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more underneath them. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but I think that yeah. they are, um, I'm very excited, especially because one of them is a left arm spinner. Yeah. Brilliant. That's great. Dooch, it seems like, uh, your job's going to be made easier as you go on with all these budding stars come through. What's your thoughts on that? More difficult, Jez. More difficult. There's only so yeah, many slots in, uh, in teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. That's yeah. a good problem to have, isn't it? So. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, and the, the, you know, the second team gets stronger because it's always, as you've found over the last couple of years and, and with Matt doing it, you know, the first team, someone cries off whether they're injured or, or anything. And it's it's normally when you've got a strong setup like we have, it's the second team that suffer more than the first team because the first team are getting a decent player or two decent players to go in and, and the, the seconds are maybe getting more of the juniors coming in. And you've highlighted that before, Duke, so that does become a problem um, for the seconds. It just makes it really difficult for the captain. And I, I know we, make, yeah. we talked about that before, but if... If you're trying to think ahead to the weekend and and then Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, you lose your best player because someone's cried off the first team. It's yeah, yeah. incredibly difficult. So that's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, we, we're lucky that we we're lucky that we don't have a ton of cry offs. We you know, we have a yeah. reasonably committed bunch, but you're always gonna get some even yeah, injuries yeah, and injuries. things that are unavo- yeah, unavoidable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That makes uh, it makes it even more impressive what Matt's done after. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Stan, can I just say, and I know you don't like this sort of uh, this sort of praise and everything. You know, you, it is appreciate what you what you do down the club. I know you heap praise on the others who help you, which is, you know, which is commendable, and we know that that all goes on. But you run this almost single handedly. You you control it. You're sat in your car in your office doing the different stats and everything. So, you know, from us as a housecast and the rest of the club. You know, a real heartfelt thanks for continuing to do that and long may it continue. So thanks ever so much, Stan, for what you do and your contribution tonight. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for that, Jez. And and you've mentioned it yourself. I do have a lot of help. I I have some fantastic, willing coaches. uh, And, of course, people like me on the ground. Um, It's difficult not to get to... um, sort of ebullient about it but uh, the club's in safe hands as long as we've got yeah. people uh, yeah. albeit you know under my auspices if you will if that wasn't saying too uh, pompous we've saw no. people willing to pitch in and help it's fabulous Brilliant. absolutely fabulous Brilliant. and makes it all worthwhile of course makes it does, of course it does. For, us all, for us all whether it's the Worsley Cup final or the under nines, you know, winning on a Wednesday night when you know the parents are overjoyed, it does. It's uh, it, it's so it, it's so good for the community and you know for the club and the history of the club. 
Um, whilst I move on to that, we can have a roundup at the end. Uh, I'd just like to mention to um, the the listeners around the hundred, the well, the law house draw, as we call it uh, now. It's been going against Stan instigated this myself and Stan set it up probably it's over it's about 21 years ago now and it basically is a draw that raises valuable funds which goes towards the the, the, the junior section towards the club as a whole raises you know there's about 40 percent of the income goes out in prizes so it is a valuable asset to um, to keep the club running we're going to try and draw it on 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 this program now live we've not done this before i'm having some text messages from spain telling me the i'm not saying who it is but he's the md and he's threatening me that he had won for months and months so he's threatening that we have to win i'll go through the draw now joe martin's going to help me with it um for people who are not in it it really is easy to join send a message to myself go on twitter uh, my number and my email addresses are all over the website. If anyone wants to join, it's £5 a month, preferably by standing order. And the prizes each month um, are £300 a month, split into four uh, categories. And then every December and July, we have bumper draws. So if anyone wants to join, please get in touch. It's a good bit of fun. And as I said, it does raise valuable money for the club. Right, Joe Martin, we have 177 numbers in, of which we have about 20 or 30, which are free. So right. okay. I, I can assure everyone this is legitimate. If Stan's number comes out or my number or Joe Benaducci's, then we might have to donate it back. But I promise you this is as legitimate as it can get. I will go through. Joe Martin's got a random generator. Is that right on your phone, Joe? That's 100% correct. Right, so it's 12177, just confirm that. That is 12177, yeah. Brilliant, right. So the first prize in the October Lawhouse draw is for £100, and the number is? 91. Number 91, that's the old whole breath. It's Eric Kerr, bless him, Eric Kerr, a legendary footballer. He used to kick lumps out to me, and I'm sure he did with you standing too. He was a strong centre forward, that lad. A great player, a great club man, and it's just a pity that this isn't in the summer, Jess, because that will go straight back over the box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we'll invite him on the, Christ the Christmas drink then on yeah. the 27th. So, uh, yeah. Brilliant. So that's a good winner, and it's not at least it's not uh, that's not going to be look like it's fiddled. The next prize is the it's for eighty pounds, Joe. If you generate another a, random number, one hundred and fifty nine, and one five nine is free. No one's got one five nine. So a listener out there, it could have been you if you'd have uh, if you'd have joined earlier. But never mind, you can join next time. So we need to draw again for eighty pounds, please. 93. 93, it's only two away. Yeah. It's Pete Atherton, another one that would probably oh, uh, put it back behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's going Atherton. to people that we know that we know spend money at the club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it is worth noting there, I'm not That's sure if it is that number. <laughs> <laughs> it is worth noting there, Stan, that when... You know, Clifford, the stalwart of the club, who's been there for all those years, passed away. 
a couple of years ago, Pete took his dad's number on, and I think that was his wow. dad's number. So that's uh, that's, that's fantastic for Peter. Seventy pound is the third prize, Joe. If you can generate another number, please. Number eighteen. Number eighteen is a lad called Roger Plested. Roger Plested joined right at the outset, Stan. I don't know if you remember this. Yes. He was. Uh, he worked with Nicky at Chantel or somewhere like that. Like Do you have little tidbits about every everybody using the projects? Do you know a little uh, yeah, bio about so. everyone? Right, fourth prize, fourth and final prize, Joe. One more random number for fifty pound, please. Shake them up, Joe. Number seventy-one. Number seventy-one is Mark Porter. That's a, another popular winner. He comes down watching a lot. Jad's um, been involved for a number of years. For umpteen years, and Mark follows us everywhere. So that's brilliant. So we've got £900 to Eric Kerr, £80 to Pete Atherton, £70 to Roger Plested, and £50 to Mark Porter. Joe Martin, thanks very much for doing that. No and please, anyone who's listening, don't hesitate to, to give us a shout. Any of us, get in touch with anyone, we can advise you how to set it up. So, uh, so thanks for sorting that, Joe. So that concludes the probably last end of season podcast thanks very much to our guests Dan thanks very much to your Martin and Dooch uh, we have got a number of quite iconic well known lined up that we're going to try and get through in the winter uh, we'll not name any names at the moment but we really want to try and get some some of our ex-pros on and maybe one or two celebrities so uh, Dooch is there anything you want to add before we wrap Just, this up yeah, I wanted to mention the Christmas drink, which is booked for oh, yes. Monday, the 27th of December. Um, okay. It'll be open from dinner time-ish. Um, come down, have a pint. There's usually a game of cards, a game of dominoes, footy on the telly. Yeah. Um, and it's quite, a, it's quite a jovial day. It's one of my favourites. Um, but I just thought I'd yes. ask you and Stan, because obviously you're significantly older than me, if you've got any... Uh, First of all, can you tell us how it originated? Probably not, because it's probably been going far longer than you two. But if you've got any early memories of the Christmas drink. I think, just didn't you start this? Well, I don't know about you. Well, exactly what happened was Roger Bromley, who was, you know, a, a fearsome drinker in his time, uh, liked, liked to socialise. And I would have been about uh, probably 18 or so. And Roger said, I think we should meet up at Christmas. So Roger Bromu started it. But mm -hmm. we didn't want to go down to the club because basically they were crap. We had to serve ourselves and it was always freezing cold. So we'd have to hide in that little cubby hole in the corner to keep warm. So we went to the Williams. Can you remember that, Stan? We did it for the first mm -hmm. two or three years. We went to the General Williams on Manchester Road. And four or five players had would go out and stop out. Stan would be there. Roger um, Bush at that time probably wasn't playing for us, but he would always turn up. Lofty would turn up and then go quite quickly. Philastin would come and people like that. And then we'd go up to the Bull and Butcher and just do similar to what you're doing now. And then I think we decided that it seemed daft when there was when it got to like 10 and 12 people turning up. We might as well put someone into the club. So that's where we ended up going down to the club and then serving behind the bar and um, and trying to keep warm. So that was how it, how it all started, uh, Stan. I don't know if you can remember that. Yeah, that's my recollection of it, Jez, yeah. Uh, and uh, 
and how comfortable are yeah. we now compared to how we used to be? Stuffing bar towels yeah. in cracks in the uh, shutters to keep yeah. the draft out. Yeah. 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 So it's probably this year is the 40th anniversary, I would guess, around that. Really? Um, if, yeah, if I had them in 17 or 18, it would have been, it would, well, 17 would be the 40th anniversary this year. So we can call it that anyway. But I mean, some of the stories that have gone on there, you know, I know we laugh and joke about them, but not just the players, the guests that come down and, and the tricks and the, you know, the daft, you know, we've had, you know, we're playing dominoes or playing cards and it's all good fun and it starts off good fun. But then when more drink goes down and the stakes go up, there's been a few, a few um, showdowns really as to who wins. One of my funniest stories was the lad John Elm, who was Matt's, Matt's really good friend. And he came down, he'd been playing football all winter and broke his leg. And, um, and it was really heavy snow. And Matt convinced him that there was a competition for who could run round the outfield the quickest with a broken leg. Someone did it like five years previously in the snow. So they had Elmy running outfield and he collapsed at the other side of the field and we had to go and get him and carry him back. So that was Elmy. That was a funny story. Wonderful. Oh, it was. It was uh, all good times. But we've, uh, yeah, like you said, we've had some great times. So if anyone wants to come down, feel free to open house. It will be open from probably midday and and go on till till midnight. I've uh, I've no doubt. Are you down this year, Stan? Are you going to have a? Yes, yes. I, I've yeah. uh, I've got it in the diary, of course. Uh, and uh, I missed last year, so I'm determined to come down this year because yeah. um, I just fancy taking a few more beer tokens off Joe Benedicci at Domino's. Yeah. With, with yeah. our what is it, Joe? Our 18 set. Yeah. Uh, have we got eight? Well, we definitely got a 12 set. We definitely got a 12 set. Right, it goes up to double 18, Joe. <laughs> and at, uh, at 10 pence a point or 50 we've had 50 pence a point haven't we in the past yeah, and don't, don't yeah. let that anybody off you can play for your own stakes yeah yeah exactly I need to, as long as you bring your knockers knuckle down Stan yeah and then uh, then we're all laughing yeah, yeah. Um, Stan anything else from you before we wrap it up no, thank you for the opportunity to talk about the league and the juniors. Uh, you've, it, it's a, an honour to be on this award-winning show. Uh, you've done a, a fabulous job, you chaps. Um, uh, 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 it's another string in the club ball. Uh, long may it continue. Yeah, thanks, Stan. We've enjoyed doing it. It gets a bit griefy at times, but we love doing it. And as long as the fans continue to enjoy it, we'll, we'll continue. Joe? Final word from you before we get into deep dark winter. Uh, no, just looking forward to uh, the next run of podcasts, I think, in the series yeah. Uh, yeah. and the guests that we're going to get on. Yeah. So it should be a good, um, should be a good winter for yeah. listening to podcasts or our podcasts, yeah. rather. Our podcast, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Right, everyone, thanks very much for listening. Send more house to save the house.